Blog Talk Radio. Sports Show. I'm your host, Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow me on Facebook at Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow the 110 there, like the 110 Nation. I'm on Facebook, the 110 Nation Sports. Um, check us out on Twitter at Mr. CJ Sports. Um, and follow the 110 Nation at the 110 Nation on or at 110 Nation on uh, Twitter. Uh, make sure you jump over to the site, check out the Make sure you jump over and check out the site at www.110nationsports.com for all the latest going on here at the 110 Nation. Glad to be here. Glad to be back off vacation. Looking forward to sitting here and talking some sports. Um, For those that uh, did not see the post on Facebook or are personal friends with me on Facebook, I got married July 31st and then had honeymoon. Um, had to prepare the and work on getting everything ready the week before, so we've been off the air a few weeks. Um, got got married in the uh, the, the Smoky Mountains, um, nice little venue uh, above the mist uh, for anybody who's looking for a good place to get married. Well, we spent the next week in Gatlinburg um, on our honeymoon, doing the things that uh, we normally couldn't do when we have the kids, whitewater rafting and different hikes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, um, for those that don't know the background back backstory, I'm actually reconnected with my first ever girlfriend um, about two and a half years ago. Uh, moved back to Ohio almost two years ago at this point, and uh, last October asked her to marry me, and here we are today, about ten, eleven days into our marriage. Um, so uh, it's been a great life. Um, Last week's probably one of the best weeks I've ever had in my life. Um, so looking forward to uh, now getting back to focus on a few things. Uh, my health is uh, – I ate a lot of stuff that I sh- – I'm not going to say that I shouldn't have ate oh, some things. Um, I found myself miserably full a few times last week. Um, but uh, I got some things that I need to cut out of my life, uh, energy drinks and – um, different things and trying to get myself focused and uh, get myself into a certain physical um, structure. Um, the 110 Nation, um, and for those that have not uh, listened to the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network as of late, there is a new show on the network. Um, the guys are on on Thursday night, so make sure you guys don't miss them as well. Um the uh, um, Southern Dirt Track Report, um, great show, um, Thursday nights, um, 8 o'clock Eastern time. So uh, um, if you guys missed that, don't forget, Monday nights, we still got a race chat live with Chris Craig and uh, Taz as they have been holding things down um, while I've been out for the last three or four weeks. Uh, we'll have to take one more week off here in September as, uh, through my work and all the hard work that I've gotten, I got an all expense paid trip to Cancun that I was supposed to have already taken back in January. Then it got delayed thanks to COVID to April. Then we got delayed once again to September. Hopefully this Delta variant, um, doesn't prevent it from happening in September. We'll find out. Um, but yeah. Um, got that coming up and, uh, try to do something for, uh, the, the last week of this month, 
uh, I do have a trip to go uh, visit my aunt's grave. Um, we leave Tuesday, so uh, that might put a little damper in the Tuesday show that week. But uh, other than that, I'm back, oh, except for this, this, and this date, you know. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm back in focus, getting working on the site. It's got a lot of things to get up or get going. Um, looking to uh, really looking to get the show at least five days a week, or a show at least five days a week. So you're out there listening, and you want to join the One Ten Nation Sports Radio Network. Um, we are on Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Um, we're looking to, to plug shows on Wednesday and Fridays as well. So uh, if you're interested, hit me up. Uh, but let's uh, let's talk a little bit of sports as we got the NFL season right around the corner, and there's been a lot of uh, a lot of interesting talks and a lot of things going on there. Um, we got uh, the NBA just when everything kind of cooled down and fizzled out. Um, we we watched the Lakers put together another super team and we've managed to watch uh one in a one NBA player turn down a four year eighty million dollar contract to get no other bites and now has ended up with a one year five point nine million dollar contract. We'll talk about that as well. Um Olympics is wrapped up. We took uh, the most medals and we nudged out uh, I think it was China and got the most goals, thirty nine to thirty eight. Um, I'll tell you what, Olympics was very interesting. There was a lot of controversy and different things. Um, from males powerlifting in females leagues and certain runners not be able to run because they failed drug tests to players, uh, quote-unquote, woke and not standing for the national anthem. I think about everybody done turned the back on the USA women's soccer team. Um, the, uh, the basketball team kind of redeemed itself after having a shaky start at first and losing the first two games, won a, uh exhibition game. The second one was the first game of uh, the Olympics to turn around a win goal. Um, then an interesting interesting bit here but i i want to jump into this whole nba thing this this has been a a pretty dominant topic when it comes to sports sports talk radio sports different sites feeds um comes through the the facebook one we'll, we'll talk about uh, Dennis Schroeder who was offered a four-year, $80 million deal or $84 million deal, something in that ballpark figure, and turned down, thought his value was worth more than that. Then he finds out that nobody else is going to offer him anything. Could could have had 20, possibly $20 million plus a year, guaranteed to play for four years with the Lakers, chance to even make a run at a championship, you thought you would wait out for a better opportunity. Here you're going to the Celtics, who's not even looked at as one of the teams to come out of the East, as we're still all looking at Milwaukee and Brooklyn coming out of the East. And now you're playing for not even $6 million a year, and you can only get a one-year contract. I mean, I don't know if you can make this stuff up. Like, that's just, just about as backwards as it gets. But speaking of Lakers, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, the Lakers. LeBron has once again managed to build a super team. That's what we're going to call it. Um around himself. Uh, I, I mean, rightfully so, we can call it a super team. I mean, uh, not that I am downplaying if that's what you'll call it, um, but what kills me about this this whole super team, and, and this is kind of spun into 
the whole goat talk, and this this is spun into his whole legacy, and this has become rather a humorous. I don't know, topic in the NBA. Everybody wants to get all wrapped up in the fact that he's put all these aged veterans. I, I mean, most of the team's like above 30 years old. LeBron's mid-30s. Westbrook's early 30s. Gasol, I think, is late 30s. Dwight Howard's in his mid to late 30s. Um, Trevor Reza, I know he's getting in his 30s. I, I understand this is this is – an older team. There's there's no lying, there's no denying, like this this is an older team. I I'm not gonna say there's not a, a chance chance for a championship here. I mean if we we take LeBron in his prime and Westbrook in his prime and was there ever a prime Davis? Did he did he ever play the complete season with all his injuries? I'm not I'm not even sure on that. Um, Dwight Howard in his prime, Trevor Reza in his prime. There, there there's no doubt you're looking at a championship. And now now you're 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 looking at a bunch of aged players. LeBron finding himself to be injured a little more often than he had been. Um. Anthony Davis always stayed injured. I mean, how many miles really left are there on Westbrook as he's been up and down the court more than any player probably in the NBA? But this whole super team conversation, I mean – one, they they bring up this whole super team conversation like LeBron created this. And I've heard this conversation a few times. Will this kind of dictate or, or put a bad mark in his, his legacy or, or the conversation of the GOAT? And, you know, first, you know, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know, that's, that's got – that's got to affect it. I mean, this man has always had to have superstar players around himself in order to win a championship. And except for maybe Cleveland, because let's, let's be honest here now, LeBron went back to Cleveland, so and he's from Akron, so he was homegrown. He left, came back. Kyrie Irving was drafted <coughs> by Cleveland from out of Duke, and Kevin Love was the only player they really went and got. Matthew Delladova was drafted or undrafted, but he was he was signed. He was a no name. He wasn't even making a half a million dollars a year. I think what six hundred thousand league minimum. Nobody wanted J.R. Smith. As a matter of fact, Cleveland traded for Iman Shumpert, and they got J.R. Smith with the deal. LeBron was just more happy that they got J.R. Smith out of the deal. Nobody would have ever ranked them as superstars or part of a big three. So I, I can give you – Creating a super team, if you want, a uh, big three in Miami. I can't really say that I agree with a big three or super team in Cleveland because the only player you really brought in that is to that caliber was Kevin Love. The rest of them either they drafted themselves or nobody else wanted I mean, come on, the, what, the season before, we was clowning J.R. Smith for untying other players' shoes on the free throw line and, and getting penalties. Like, he was a nuisance in New York. Now, of course, going to L.A., now 
you're back on creating these super teams, and I and I, I, I can I can go with that. But why why does this affect his goat status? Why should this affect his legacy? I mean, let's let's take a trip down memory lane real quick. You know, he he spent all the first part of his career in Cleveland, took an organization that couldn't couldn't even get fans in the stands, and now you're winning 50, 60 games a year and making the playoffs. How with a bunch of no names you made it to the finals. Got swept by San Antonio. But you even made it to the finals with a bunch of no-name players. That 99.9% of the NBA fans, and I would say even most of the NBA analysts, would have to at some point have to go look at that roster to see who was even on that roster. And the only reason they would even know who's on that roster now is because they've looked at that roster to have this conversation or a common, not this particular conversation, but a conversation, conversation similar. There was nobody on that roster. I tell many people all the time, I, I don't fault LeBron James for leaving Cleveland. Not the first time. The ownership would have given him players, which your your the fixed your claim to fame was to get a washed up Shaquille O'Neal. You you got a uh Antoine Jameson. Like, Dan Gilbert wasn't out shopping and bringing in players to help get Cleveland, help LeBron get over that hump. I don't fault him for leaving. You had Boston. Remember, take a trip down memory lane. You had Boston who put the first big three, the big first super team together in that era. It's not even the first super team. Remember when everybody went to Houston? With Hakeem, Clyde, Charles Barkley? Do you remember when the Lakers had Carl Malone, Gary Payton? Added that to Kobe and company? Everybody seems to forget the history of the sport and just starts in like LeBron was the first one to ever create a big three or a super team. This has been going on for years. The only difference between most of these teams and LeBron James Most of these teams didn't go to 10, 10 NBA finals. Most of these teams don't have multiple championships. Most of these teams do not have the success, the brand name, or, or the star power as LeBron James, one single person has. Yes, LeBron James has learned how to play the game. He's learned how to maximize opportunities. And as he get older, I don't I it went two years ago. I didn't feel I didn't have nothing sore on me. Now I, I toss and turn all night long, and I've, I've had a shoulder that kills me for the last almost year at this point. I can imagine seven years, even seven years younger than I am, what LeBron James feels like having to play basketball and up and down the court and all the physical, everything that goes along with playing this game for, what, 18 years now at this point? 19 years, something like that. Oh, I forgot, because this picture wasn't even on there. Carm- Carmelo Anthony. God, he's about what, same age as LeBron, mid, late 30s. But anyway, let's, let's get back to the point here. Um, so LeBron leaves Cleveland to create a big three, and I'm not going to call Miami a super team. They just had the big three. They had a bunch of no-names after that, a bunch of veteran league minimums and a bunch of no-names, Mario Chalmers. What happened to him after he left? You never heard of Mario Chalmers after that. 
all the other pieces were they, they were replaceable. All they were looking for was some veteran pieces that minimum and some young players that just to basically fill the spot so they had some five bodies on the court at a time in the rotation. Now these people are upset because LeBron James has put together probably the oldest super team ever imagined. Honestly, I like I said, I I don't I'm not gonna say I can't see them winning an NBA finals. I don't even know if they're favored to win the finals still at this point. Chris Paul re signed with uh, the the Phoenix Suns. I'm sure they're gonna work on a few pieces and continue their run. Lucas Luca, he just re-signed five-year, $207 million contract. I am sure they're going to have some pieces to continue their run. Clippers. They've been re-signing their pieces. On paper... And this is where everybody gets caught up. On paper, in their prime, yes, super team. Super duper team. Come on. Dwight Howard, LeBron James, Russell Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony, Trevor Ariza. Coming off the bench with Marquise Morris, Marcus All, yes, in uh, prime on uh, um, on paper that this this hands down, no doubt. But realistically, on the court, like I said, you got a middle-aged LeBron James. Injuries are happening a little more often. He's having to take a little more more time off during the season. Anthony Davis, I don't think he's even came close to playing a full season. Dwight Howard, he's getting damn near 40 years old. Carmelo Anthony, does he even play, does he even know how to play defense? He might get you 20, 30 points, but he's going to put up 40 shots to get it. He's not a high percentage shooter. I saw a quote today talking about uh, why why this person picked Michael Jordan to be the best of all times. He he never lost a game in the finals. He he never it never even went to a game seven. That's a, that's another conversation that that humors me because it's like how quickly did you forget? How quickly did you forget how many times Michael Jordan was bounced out of the playoffs early? When people have this conversation, and it, it amuses me, because I, I think one of the GOAT conversations is one of the dumbest conversations to have. The league's different. The rules are different. The style of play is different. There, there's really nothing about this game is the, the, is the same from when LeBron, where LeBron is now, to even just simply when Kobe was got, got in the league. But more specifically, to when when Michael Jordan was in the league, well, they they weren't flop. I ain't say they weren't flopping at all, but they weren't flopping like that. And you flop like that, imagine especially that Indiana, New York uh, Knicks, and, and Chicago rivalry that got really heated in the Jordan days. Go ahead and flop like that if you want. Benches would be cleared and fights would be happening. Now they they getting Oscars and everything else for their flops, but it's funny how quickly people forget how many times I said the, the the whole goal conversation. Does everybody want to say they bring it up? Oh, Jordan six for six in argument. He was six for six. 
Yeah, he was six for six when he made it to the finals. He was what, what six for twelve or six for whatever. All his playoff appearances total. How quickly everybody forgets the first round bounces, and the second round's outs, and the third round's outs. The only one they acknowledge that six for six conversation. I understand going ten times and then only winning four. It's not a not a great argument. But what is a good argument is the fact that LeBron's made it ten times and they get bounced out by lower seeded teams. While Jordan only was able to make it six times and got bounced by lower seeded teams. Not the best of the best. NBA is a crazy place, though. It's like Marco Westbrook. They give this man MVP. I think it was unanimous. MVP, first player since Oscar Robinson. Triple-double. First player. So now you're the second player in the history of the sport. Only two players in the history of the sport that time. To average in a season, a triple-double. You follow that up the very next season with a season average of a triple-double. Now, you are the only player in the entire history of this sport to have two seasons averaging triple-double and you don't win the MVP in the second year? How's that even possible? You won it because you tied somebody, and it hadn't been done since then, and the only second player to do it. But you're not MVP worthy to do it a second time and become the only player in history. I was listening to uh, Speak for Yourself. I had a good take. I, I, I enjoyed this whole conversation. So it's not about the NBA, and we'll slide into the Olympics. Yeah, a, a lot of people kind of had to, to swallow the words talking about the uh, NBA uh, or the men's basketball team. A lot of things were said. Team not as good. Why did they, they – you had choice of bringing these players, ask these players, and you even had some players even speak up. Ain't nobody asked me. But Team USA and Popovich stuck with their guns and, and stuck with who they, were, who they wanted to play on that team. They, they lose an exhibition game. They lost to a team that they beat by like 70 or 80 points two years ago and beat by like 50 points last year or the last time. Losing the first round. A lot of doubts. A lot of, a lot of things. <laughs> Fast forward, they win, they win gold. And then they, they, they were talking about this and, Ocho had a uh, Ocho had a, a great point. When KD's got to run in his mouth, his little his little selfie video, talking about uh, making fun of someone saying that the the competition level has gotten closer. And he kind of just shrugged that off. And, and kind of just saying, no, it's not the case. We're the champions. Because do do realize, like, top five players in the league are non-USA, non-American-born players. Your NBA Finals MVPs, the last two out of three, are non-US-born players. You know, those players that are playing for the other team that the competition has not gotten closer on. We're just fortunate that we live in one of the biggest countries or continents and have the most to pick from. Our talent level is not above everybody else. Our depth. 
we're, we're able to have 12, 15 superstars. Unfortunately for these smaller countries, uh, two, three superstars. I mean, you got a bunch of no names that don't play in leagues or not a league even equivalent to the NBA. And it, it, it's funny because I, I kind of always been delusional about that and thought the same thing. Hey, nobody got nothing on the USA. USA basketball is so far above everybody else. There's no, there's, there's not enough talent out there. Or there's, there's not talented players out there. We have, we, um, USA has all the talent. It's not even, we're just very deep in the USA. Make sure on Monday nights you guys tune in to Race Chat Live right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Chris, Craig, and Taz will get you guys caught up on all the latest in NASCAR, local racing, and really any kind of racing out there. Um, guys had a bunch of great take last night. They what the whole Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson conversation is getting heated up. As we get close to ending the regular season and going to the chase, Chase Elliott, Chris Bell found themselves going to the rear of the field, fines, losing driver points, and crew chiefs kicked out of the race for the uh, last weekend. Um, hot went on last weekend at Watkins Glen. NASCAR um, will be making their way to Indianapolis next next weekend, as so as we will. Uh, Myself, the missus, and the youngest are going to the race. We actually bought tickets for last year's race, um, which they were still running the, the Brickyard. Um, we went ahead and decided to uh, roll the tickets over into this season. Hopefully, we have a race next weekend. As they've already mandated masks in all enclosed places, so we're going to see how this all rolls out, if it still happens. Um, but we get an opportunity to uh, watch the Cup guys on the road course Sunday. So uh, I've never been to a road course. Never been to Indianapolis. So uh, this this will be a lot of first for me. Um, honestly, when it comes to road course, I always thought Mid Ohio was going to be my first road course. Um, I've just not managed to uh, get there and. Uh, one of the things I just don't keep up with when they're going to be at Mid-Ohio and, and playing accordingly to that. I, I heard some phenomenal track. Miss Lee goes to it all the time. Uh, I would love to find myself out at Mid-Ohio, but uh, honestly thought um, honestly thought that uh, that would have been my first road course track. Been to many tracks. Been to Homestead, been to Daytona. Um, I've been to Daytona probably six, seven times. Uh, been to Martinsville, Bristol, Atlanta, Rockingham, Charlotte. I think that's all the actual NASCAR tracks that I've been to. But Indy, Indianapolis, one of those tracks that has been on the bucket list. I don't think it really necessarily had to be a NASCAR race. Just want the experience to be at Indianapolis. Glad it gets to be a NASCAR race. Uh, that's if I have a choice. So any type of racing to watch is going to be the, the Cup Series or, or the NASCAR Series. Um, so get a, get to check that off the, uh, the old bucket list. Opportunity to be at Indianapolis. So looking forward to that this weekend. Um, don't forget Thursday nights as well. You guys need to check out um, the new show, the uh, Southern Dirt Track Report. Um, great show going on there, um, doing great things. Glad to have them part of the 110 Nations Thursday night, 8 o'clock. 
Um, if you got a show out there and you're looking to uh, land a home to have your show broadcast on um, or syndicated on, um, just hit me up. Give me a, shoot me an email, mrcjsports at gmail.com. I'm looking to uh, plug a show uh, on Wednesday and Thursday, or I'm sorry, Wednesday and Friday. Um, not ready to commit to the weekends. A lot of things are going on, on the weekends with sports, kids, um, everything else. So unless it's just strictly syndicating, it makes it hard to necessarily be in the studio on the weekends. Um, it's a lot more feasible or easier for uh, for me to be in the studio or somebody to be in the studio throughout the week. Um, so, But if you're interested, hit me up, mrcjsports at gmail.com. Um, Earlier this week, reporters hit uh, hit up Baker Mayfield. As, of course, we're coming into, what, year four. He's been extended through five, so he's got two more, basically two more seasons before a contract has even got to be uh, um, worried about. And, of course... You know the media, they, they 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 like to stir this stuff up. It's been an interesting conversation. It's been an interesting take on listening to different people give different inputs. You got certain people that feel that this is going to be statistically Baker Mayfield's best season. You got some people that are waiting for Baker Mayfield to prove himself. You got some people that feel that this season is going to be a bust and Cleveland will be ready to move on to the next quarterback. It's kind of gone from every every which different direction. And I I, I take it all in because I try to be when I when I when it comes to talking sports I. For those that have listened to the show many times, I, I've t- talked pure dog crap about my teams. I, I try to keep it as honest as I can about it and not, not sugarcoat how I feel about my teams and let that put goggles on and, and me not see the truth when it comes to our teams. I feel this, this, this season is going to I'm not going to say be a make-or-break season for Baker Mayfield. But as an organization all together, you've done went out and got very high-profile critical pieces for your defense. Really the only thing you was lacking last year. I mean, I was to be honest, defense was just slightly, it didn't even have to be a lot better, slightly better. Kansas City doesn't make that first down with a backup quarterback in the playoffs and we at least go one more round. We wouldn't have to try to outscore teams. We're not built. Mayfield is not a a Peyton Manning, not a Aaron Rodgers, not a Russell Wilson. We're not a team that is out there to outscore other teams. We have a team built that a defense needs to stop the other team and maintain and contain our lead. Can't outscore everybody. I'm still interested in seeing how this whole Odell Beckham back in the rotation is going to play out. I'm very curious to see someone with such a high-profile name, someone that is such a diva, someone that has always been worried about his touches and his yards, especially finishing up his contract, which that means numbers are going to be a big, big deal to him. You want good numbers. You've had some injuries. 
you want to look good going into your next contract. How well are you going to play second fiddle to the running game? Because let's be honest, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb is the bread and butter of this whole offense. I can guarantee you if that run game was to be shut down, say week one, both running backs get torn ACLs to put out the rest of the season. That's all right. We'd be lucky to see the playoffs. We're not designed to be a, a, a throwing team. I'm looking more like a 60-40, 70-30 kind of mixture. More run than pass. We've done a great job of mixing it up. You, you do a great job when you have two of the best running backs in the entire NFL making your defense stay true. You can't double up on some of these receivers. You can't cheat and cover the middle because you don't have to worry about running back. No, you have to worry about them two touching the ball. I don't think it's necessarily a make or break season. I, I think Cleveland has an idea if they feel that Baker Mayfield is their future quarterback or not. I think as an organization, as, as, as much money that they have pumped into this roster, as many trades and off-season um, signings that, they've, that, that they have made, I, I think if you don't, at a minimum, repeat what you did last year, that's at a minimum, really, if you don't improve on what you did last year. Then I see this organization starting to move in a different direction. If you have the best roster and looked at the, at being having the most talented running back duo in the entire NFL and one of the most skillful offenses in the league and have vastly improved your defense and you still get get past second round, I think changes will be made. I, I I'm not a I'm not a believer. And unfortunately, this is the era we live in that everybody wants results now. And it's been part of Cleveland's issues for a long time is, okay, well, this coach didn't do good this year, so we're gone. I mean, how, how long did Romeo Cornell make it? How long did Eric Mangini make it? How long did um, that Schumer make it? it one, two, how long did Hugh Jackson make it? Season, two seasons, that was it because they weren't turning over results instantly. Head coach should have at least three to five years. First season is to, to kind of introduce your system. Year two to kind of really start to make these changes. Veterans got to change up. Year three, you're now getting the, the rookies that are be learning this four or five to kind of, it, it takes a few years. Cleveland's been turning over. Unfortunately, that's the era we've been living in. But also for the fact that Cleveland has been sitting here their entire franchise history without a trip to the Super Bowl. Last year was the first time they made the playoffs in almost 20 years. Was it 20 years? 19 years? 20 years? to get so close in the mid to late 80s, and that's just sad that you got to go back that far. And then ask these fans to be patient as you've turned over coach and turned over, oh, Lord, that quarterback, that quarterback jersey with all the quarterback names that we've gone through, none of them worth the pot you could piss in. 
There ain't one single quarterback on there right now that I think any team would have taken. There might have been one or two quarterbacks that was well past their prime that we picked up. (laughs) Probably for a league veteran minimum. (laughs) I, I can't think of one quarterback dating back to I think we had Jeff Garcia there at one point. That was after his 49ers prime. He was on his back end of his career. Probably dating back to Bernie Kosar and Vinny Testaverde. I can't think of one single quarterback that was worth the paper. that they wrote the contracts on. And now if we can't repeat or better yet improve on last season, how how long do we wait? The Cleveland's kind of in a, a tricky spot here because you're, you're not just trying to be patient for this, well, you just said it, three or five years. We've been waiting the entire history of the NFL. <laughs> We've been waiting since, what, 95 when they decided when we had Bill Belichick and Nick Saban and all these great coaches as our coaching staff. And Art Modell said, you know what, we're bouncing, we're going to Baltimore. Over the next four weeks, preseason starts next weekend, um, we'll be uh, jumping into the, uh, the NFL, probably spend about half the show each week recapping preseason key things. Uh, matter of fact, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, got to set the uh, DVR, Browns play on uh, NFL Network. Can't miss that. Can't wait for opening game against Kansas City Chiefs. Hopefully we get some redemption there. But looking forward to uh, talking some NFL and uh, getting this season kicked underway. I'm going to wrap things up talking about the Olympics. It's crazy we're at where we're at when it comes to the Olympics. Honestly, if I wouldn't have seen a post, I would have had no idea we won the most medals or the most gold. But then once again, when we're the deepest field of athletes, you have more opportunities and we got athletes in every diff, every sport possible, and, and so you have more opportunities to win medals. What once was a very honored and a, a very big deal when it comes to the USA and Olympics has really become such a crapshoot and really a, a shit show. I don't think I was, I've been on since that, that sprinter who was the fast one, fastest woman, I think in the world, or at least our fastest woman wasn't allowed to go because she smoked weed. And I, I understand that weed is legal in half the states at this point. And that was, that was a lot of people that came to her defense, and I've seen just as many on the other side of the fence as well. Quite simply, though. Rules are rules. You start bending rules for one person, you got to start bending rules for another person. What's the point doing a drug test if you're going to say, well, it was just weed? Well, if you're giving all these drug tests and you're going to say, well, it was just this or just that or it's legal in that state, it's legal in that state, then really what's the point of doing drug tests? 
it's legal to drink in all 50 states. And they get you fired if you go to work drunk. Well, should we? It was just alcohol. You don't even got to be drunk. A lot of companies, you have it on your breath, you're done. Just alcohol. It's legal in 50 states. Then you got those people that, well, she just found out her mom or grandma had passed or whatever. Okay. You ever heard of God? Could have went and talked to a pastor. Could have found probably literally a million different things to do that was legal. But she purposely chose something that was against the rules. And the sport that she was trying to go to the Olympics and do. Literally a million things that she probably could have done. So all those out there, all of her, she was, I understand everybody mourns differently. But if the one thing you've been training probably your whole life, but especially the last four years leading up to this, you know that's coming up. You know that they do drug tests. Why would you even think that that was a smart idea? The Olympic Committee, you're you're not helping your case none on your decisions, though. What in your right mind makes you think allowing a dude to power lift in the women's division just because he is not feeling masculine and thinks that God made a mistake makes it right? If we're at this part, this point, 2021, that is that important to not pay attention to the fact that males are born with penises and women are born with vaginas and we're we're, going to sit there and repeatedly say that God makes mistakes, who's never made a mistake in his life. And we're going to allow everybody to participate in everything. And if that's what you want to do, that's fine. I have no problem. I'm not saying that a dude that thinks he or acts like or wants to be treated as a female shouldn't be able to participate. then either one of three or one or two things need to happen. Either if you have something swinging between your legs, you compete against others that are likewise, or you need to create a third division. Male division, female division, the confused division. Quite simple. I don't see a bunch of chicks lining up to compete with the dudes. I don't think there's any chick in her right mind. Don't get me wrong. There's a couple of chicks out there that are badass. And probably would win a couple of different divisions. There's uh, there's, no, there's no female in her right mind that's going to say, you know what, I want to go against the biggest, baddest dude. Because let's just face the facts. The way our bodies are constructed and made up, those that are at a professional level, there, there's no, there's an imbalance. Now, half those, or most of those, or probably all of those chicks that went competing in the Olympics probably could whip my ass in every damn competition out there. I'm not saying that females are inferior to men and females can't do more than men. 
at that particular level, the best of the best to compete in the world, the odds are you're not having too many females beat dudes that are the best of the best. So why the Olympic Committee thinks it's all right to compete with females. Now, luckily, this dude, I don't know how you lost early and didn't win. He must really just not belong there. Then the women's soccer team, the beloved women's soccer team. Really the only soccer team most people even watch. I don't even know the last time the guys have even placed, medaled, or anything. The women, once upon a time, gold medaled and won every World Cup and everything else. They they were on this run. Until they decided to allow their their stance, their hatred for Trump, and their wanting to make a point got in a way of focusing on what they needed to take care of. Spending more times making speeches than kneeling for national anthems and really not focusing on it. It's not like the competition got any harder. You lost to the same teams. You just got done beating in the World Cup. You were the first reigning champion to ever lose. I really hope by the time the Olympics roll around. One, I can't wait for the winter games. Winter games are more interesting to me. I don't know, the bobsledding, the X Games, the, the ski jumps, the even the ski speed skaters. Like that's just phenomenal to me to see them ski skate at the speed that they skate and basically lean over and hand sliding on the ice, like it's just crazy to me. There's not so much. I, I could care less watching a guy run around a track or a woman run around a track. Like, I go down to local high school and watch that if I want to watch people just run around on a track. USA hockey team. There are just so many different things when it comes to the winter. I just really hope by the time we roll around the summer games, pride, something has come across America, and, and there's an interest. Cause I know that the women's soccer was one of the worst ratings ever. The men's basketball, it, once you got the championship game, the, the ratings picked back up, but you had a lot of lot – of, didn't have all the talent that we're used to having. And so I, I think there was a less interest this year. And then, then nobody wants to sit there and watch people protest and dudes competing in the females' classes and everything else. Let's, let's just so by the time this rolls back around, we, we kind of refocus our compass and I can remember growing up and everybody watched the Olympics. The Olympics was a big deal. People bought the red package and blue package and white package on pay-per-view so they could watch these. Now you get it with any package, any, any cable out there, and nobody even cares to watch it. I had about eight different things DVR'd to watch, and after I started watching everything unfold, I never watched any of it. I didn't pay for no packages at all. Okay, I, I watched and it DVR'd it for me. Any sport I picked. Oh, Lord have mercy. Thursday night, Southern Dirt Track Report, 8 o'clock, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Chris, Craig, and Taz will be back in the studio 8 o'clock Monday night. Race chat live. I'll probably be dropping by, um, giving my thoughts and opinions that my first ever experience at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And then I'll be back here Tuesday night for the 110 Nation Sports Show to give my thoughts and opinions here and uh, talk some NFL as uh, week one of the NFL uh, preseason will be underway. And uh, I'm sure some more 
silly off season in the NBA will have uh, unfolded, and uh, we'll get into that. And college football's uh, getting ready to get rolling, so we got a lot to jump into um, as football season is here. Um, don't forget, you guys can uh, like us on Facebook, the One Ten Nation Sports. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at One Ten Nation, and make sure you guys check out the site www.the110nationsports.com for all the latest going on here at the One Ten Nation. Thursday night, Southern Dirt Check Report. Till next time. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.